partially in remembrance of Burt Backrack, R.I.P. Partially because it's a gray, rainy Valentine's Day. My God, turn it up, please. All right, I could do this all day. I could, I could literally, <laughs> I could literally play Bert Bacharach and or Herb Alpert and or just about anybody involved in that particular strain and time and era. Do I want to hear it all day, every day? Absolutely not. Those '70s movies where they would just zoom in from far away yep. and they just show somebody just holding themselves, rocking back and forth in the window while it's raining. Do you mean holding, to that holding their loved one? No, themselves. Oh, because they're sad. Well, I mean, we all they're get sad, longing but this and they're right just here. staring out the window. They're crying, but it's also raining, and you're not sure what's the tears and what's the rain. Are you Rob, are you Rob McEwen? <laughs> Who are you? Are, you? are you a poet? What's happening right now? What's happening? See, I was thinking, um, you know, like the loss of Burt Bacharach, and I'm glad that more people have been like, "Oh, that's cool," but I feel like they're already letting it go. This guy wrote some of the most crucial, yes, lovelorn. Love infused melodies of the era, along with his lyrical partner Hal David. <sighs> what the world needs now is love, love, love. It's episode 297 of the Brian Oak Show, powered by our friends at um, Smart Start MN. We are in the Smart Start MN studios, and we'll talk about them shortly. We'll also talk about Moxie and all the other sponsors. <laughs> One of the other sponsors, by the way, by the way, my name is Brian Oak. This is Sean Bernard. Hello. You are a realtor. And apparently not just a mere realtor who helps people find new homes, sell their homes, whatever it may be. You found yourself, and I know that you're going to be deferring and demure, but you have found yourself in the platinum circle among your comrades. Tell me I'm wrong. We did the big awards this uh, this morning. And How was it? It was delightful. I actually was really shocked because I didn't know what was going to happen. Did I you really I, not know what was coming? I knew I had a good year. I mean, I uh, more than doubled last year thanks to my clients and friends and all the referrals I got and everything. So I knew it was a good year. Yeah. But I didn't know I would win all these different awards. Like, so it was really, it was really, really cool. I, I don't, I'd lie if I say I didn't care that I got some kind of recognition because it is nice to hear. After you work hard. Well, it's hard work, man. Yeah, it I mean, is. That, that's it the is. whole bit. No yeah. matter what yeah. somebody does yeah. for a living, whether you're sitting in a cube, yep. whether you're out there digging ditches, uh, here's the problem, is people who are working harder than you or I do, who are digging ditches yes. and, and laying the, the, the foundation and the infrastructure, they're not getting awards, So, but working hard should have a payoff. It should have a payoff. Well, or at I, least some recognition. Well, I, it is, it's nice to receive. I'm one of these people, like, I, I appreciate it, and... I just love working with people. I love helping people out, um, especially with something as stressful as buying or selling a home. It can get stressful Oof. from my end as well. And um, But I really try to care about people through the process, and I, I also like to add in some humor that's hopefully good timing. As you know, Brian, more than anybody else, my humor is not always in the right place. My dad always told me growing up, the number one, <laughs> the number one rule of humor is timing. If you if, if you get it wrong, you can make a potentially hilarious situation wildly uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm glad that I haven't been there so far, but I know that you probably win it more than you lose it. Yeah, and you know, it's just sometimes you need humor to diffuse stressful situations and I do try to pick my my spots if you if if you will. Um, I won't. 
But yeah, so it's cool. It's a, it just puts me in the top 24% of all 2,400 Edina Realty agents, which puts me probably in the top 10% of all realtors in Minnesota. Go on. Which is cool. I mean, it's it's all it really is is saying I got a bunch of people that trusted me to help them buy or sell their house. And I, I for that, I'm really, really grateful. I'm not a big money guy. I just never have been. Actually, that's not true. There was a time about 15 years ago where I was, <laughs> and I realized that's not what I wanted to be. Right. Uh, and so it Look, just, none of us are mad at money, No, but it, when it, once it becomes your God, once it becomes your driving influence, you lose part of who you are, like part of your humor, part of your creativity, part of your empathy falls away in the pursuit of that. So I, we would all like to have more money. I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong. And also I like driving a car. I yeah. like living in a house. I like doing all those things. You have to have a certain amount, but once it becomes your driving force, once it becomes your God, then I think you change and you become a different person. Yeah, and I love to be able to help my kids out, and uh, you know, my my son's at college right now, and and just that expense is a lot. But uh, the other thing I'm super proud of is I donated thousands of dollars to local musicians and bands. The thing I don't mention on the show is I also donate a portion of every one of my checks to uh, homeless veterans. Um, something that just is near and dear to my heart for personal reasons that I won't share, um, but just something that I think is is important. And so I just feel like we're one big small town in the Twin Cities, and it feels like there's about a thousand people. And so it's been really cool having guests on the show that I've been able to donate to, and and uh, thanks to your some of your friendships too that have have passed along and asked me to help them out. So that has more to do with their trust of you than of me at first, but then I get to know them and. Ended up loving some of your friends that well, are just fantastic people, you know? <laughs> thank you for not fucking that up, because yeah. my friends matter to me more than just about anything in the world. So thanks for giving me a little extra time at the uh, show today. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm proud of my work, and, and I... Dude, you're a platinum seller. You're like the... I got. I need a new hat or something. A, a hat, <laughs> or maybe a Jacobean ruff. Like, just yes. one, of, one of those old yes. Tudor-type collars. I would love to see you in one of those. How do people get a hold of you? 612-859-2594. That number is also textable if you're afraid to make a phone call. <laughs> Our guest today is no stranger to the show. She is, in reality, like, I knew her before. I knew of her before. But before we started doing this and before we sat down to ever talk, yeah, I knew she was a songwriter. I knew she was an independent and lifelong touring and recording artist. I knew she was a published author. I didn't know that she continues to be... A shining light, like uh, the one of these bright points. Like every time I talk to her, every time we talk to her, every time I'm in her aura or in her orbit, that she just refuses, no matter what the rest of the world looks like, to let go of her light. That to me matters. Conversation matters. Interesting people matter. It's the whole point of the podcast. Before we check in with Courtney Yasmine, we are going to hear one more song. So it's Valentine's Day, yes. right? And this year, eh, whatever. Um, but <laughs> I was thinking about the nature of love, right? Like when you talk about songwriting, when you talk about, I don't know, architecture, sculpture, love informs so much of what we do. But because human beings are so wildly and almost indescribably individual, I don't know that two people think that love is the same thing as the person next to them. Yeah, there's a warmth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a comfort. Yeah. Uh, but to me, like when love is really happening, when the cauldron is bubbling, there's this chaos. There is this danger. There's this unpredictability. To me, 
And that's my favorite part of love. Now, of course, you can't maintain that for decades, right? Like, yeah. But it still bubbles up. And to me, when I think of love, this song articulates a great deal of what I think of. Like, oh, fuck, buddy, you're in trouble. You are in danger. You are not in a safe space. And that's why I picked this song right, right here for The Brian Oak Show. first song I ever heard by the White Stripes, and then I went back and listened to the previous two records, and then I've been a deep, deep, deep Jack White fan ever since. But that song right there, to me, I guess maybe Young Love, or Irrational Love, or Completely Irresponsible Love, you start tumbling down that hill, and there is no stopping yourself, and that song to me exemplifies it. So happy Valentine's Day to both you, Sean, and our guest, Courtney Yasmanek. Good to see you, Courtney. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. Well, I'm glad that you're back here in the Smart Start MN <laughs> studios. Courtney, I'm going to ask you a question. Have mm-hmm. you ever had any hassles online? Like, has anybody ever Hassle. reached out or fished <laughs> you or tried to lure you into a scheme? Any Nigerian princes? Anything like that? <laughs> I mean, I've had a... Uh, well, the first thing I thought of was I've I've had some stalkers. And I had one, like, real, real stalker who the police had to go and, like, tell him to stop stalking me and did that work or did you have to get a restraining order no i never had to get a restraining order he just he got scared the police really scared him but he had he had really he really got into it yeah Um, well and unfortunately that's sort of the stalker mentality right like it's their whole thing they lay awake at night thinking about you and that's that's terrible that's not the way the world's supposed to work how about you sean ever had a stalker no oh i had one (laughs) weird actually had one here we go i was thinking about when i was on the radio there was there was one that would not give up, yeah. and that was a little frightening. So she threw the- herself on the floor of a dance ballroom at one point. Yeah, oh, wow. play Misty for me. Oh my God, <laughs> scary. So I just I got a series of text messages a little while ago that are not appropriate and also nothing that rings a bell and so i'm like well either it was mm-hmm. one drunken monstrous night or this person <clears throat> is fishing for something and i'm just 
I blocked her and ignored her. I have no idea. Anyway, that's not why we're here today. We're here today to talk to Courtney. Courtney, um, you've been on the show a couple times before. I mean, you've been in the Smart Start MN studios a couple times before. And I love it here. So Since much. we've talked to you. Well, I mean, this is supposed to be, again, it's modest, right? This is not a fancy place, but it's supposed to be a safe place, right? And like, it is a safe what place. What we do here is we have conversations. It's like sitting around with yeah. friends around a high top table somewhere yeah. and just kind of catching up. How Amen. have you been? I haven't seen you in a while. Well, thank you for asking. I feel like I've been fine, but I I just turned sixty two yesterday. And happy birthday! Thank you. Happy birthday! Are we thank you. Sing? No, I'm let's kind not of a, sing. I'm let's kind of a Valentine birthday kind of a girl. And can I ask? I you like all you, that. Before you finish the rest of that story, yes. Has that always been okay, or were you ever bitter that your birthday landed right next to Valentine's Day because that allowed people to kind of mash them up and no, only do I the don't one care. thing. I I liked that I had a. Um, I like that my birthday had like a theme around it. Like I like that there's like hearts and candy and yeah. flowers around my birthday. So teddy, I, teddy always, bears and big fluffy yeah, bee mine accept, pillows. I accepted and, it from the beginning. I, all right, all right. I like, I like, I have a like a really strong like inner child, and I really like, I like fun stuff. You know, so I like like candy <laughs> hearts. I like little. Valentine's coming in little packages and stuff coming in the mail. And what about and, butterfly kisses? You know, I like, Do you like butterfly that. kisses yes. and all that I too. Like, I'm, I'm that. I'm not. I am that kind of person. I what? like fun little stuff. I am so too. So Valentine's I feel bad. I, I interrupted fun. you. Were saying that it was your birthday yesterday. <clears throat> it's Valentine's Day today. But as far as the modern era, you feel good. Yeah. You're doing all right. Well, so all I was going to say about that is that I felt like this year was the year of oh, like you like. I don't know why for me it's like turning 62 seems like the year of reckoning of like, are you going to like, um, are you going to say like, oh, wow, okay, now I'm like a senior citizen and <laughs> and that's who I am now. Or are nope. you not? Or are you not? Are you not going to do that? And I've had a, a couple of experiences this year that I feel like have like uh, given me a chance to be either like, all right, I'm going to... Um, start thinking about like ailments or retirement or um, worrying about savings or, and, and I, I just, I'm just going to say that uh, I chose a long time ago to not um, be bullied by ideas about security in my life because I really think it's better for me spiritually to keep saying, I might die tomorrow. And so what am I going to do today? So today, am I going to worry about building up my, my portfolio of my savings? Or am I going to try to write another song? Or just be the most jubilant me I can be? And and so this year, I had to decide it again. I felt like, I felt like for some reason this year, it was really like, are you going to stop wearing red leather shorts and fishnets on on Valentine's Day. God, I hope not. And I'm not. And, I'm not, and I decided. I made my no, you, I made my decision. You're sitting in the Smart Start MN studio in red leather shorts and fishnets. <laughs> and I would like to just throw in on, on whatever, whatever sort of end you're heading towards, you don't seem the type. You don't seem the type to defer to, well, this is where I'm supposed to be now. This is what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be now. This is who mm-hmm. and how I'm supposed to be now. Mm-hmm. You're Courtney. And mm-hmm. I, I, that's one of the reasons I said the nice words I said, 
every time you come in, I'm like, oh, good, Courtney's coming because Courtney, Courtney's more fun than most people I know. Sean, yes. I don't know about you, but she brings the light. Honest yeah. to God, I swear. I mean, I mean, that's not that's not kissing your butt because you're in the studio here. Mm-hmm. Although they look great in those red leather shorts. Um, <laughs> uh, I just, I, 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 I am glad that you are. Well, here's the deal. You know, I, I talk about working with professionals, but I also like, and I hope you take this the right way. One of my favorite things about doing what I've done in my entire adult life, much like you, you don't work with normal people. You're not, <laughs> deal, you're not dealing with the rank and file. I love working with weirdos. I like working mm-hmm. with professionals, which you also are, mm-hmm. but I like being surrounded by weirdos, and I mean that in the mm-hmm. highest, highest, highest possible compliment. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so I'll just say that I had some options this year of, of doing some jobs that I'm good at, like being a high school English teacher, teaching creative writing, um, I'm good at, I'm good at those things and I know I am. And also I've been good at interior design work and I had some options this year about doing things like that, that would have given me a little bit more of a financial cushion for the coming year. And I did try on a couple of those, um, hats and I ended up putting back on my cowgirl hat and being like, F that <laughs> because, um, I think that I think that cultivating your your freak flag and being a weirdo, I I think that that actually has value because it, it's it's a it's a message of courage. It can be inspiring to others, and I've put a lot of effort and choices into being unique or going. It takes a lot of courage to put on your weird unique thing and not cave to the public pressure to be an older woman or to to be appropriate and then not like push people's buttons and and so so every day it takes courage and commitment to be like I'm not backing down you people are not going to bully me mm. And I'm going to have fun because this is my life. And if you don't like it, step out of the way. You bring up a crucial, crucial part of that conversation because Uh for me, a weird old white guy, that's fine. It's charming. (laughs) It's kooky. It's whatever. But you brought up being a woman at your age. Mm -hmm. That's not really smiled at or accepted or or at least there are maybe less so now. But I mean, even go back a few years. It's not okay for you to be who you are at your age doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and you're not afraid. And so when I say the word mm-hmm. weird, I don't mean that as anything dismissive or mm-hmm. anything to sort of rob you of the power that you have decided to claim for yourself, mm-hmm. which to me is part of the joy of who Courtney is. Thank you. I, I'll just add that I, I just recently heard that the BMI and ASCAP, like, um, like songwriter, copyright kind of stuff, uh, tracks gender and they've said that in any given year that not more than 20 percent of the songwriters are are female still 80 percent oh, are are male still sort crazy. of year sort of year in and year out oh. and <clears throat> one idea i have about that is that it's possible and i don't know if this is true but it's possible that women might have more intellectual capacity and creative capacity as they get older and they might hit a certain type of a peak between 60 and 80 years old. And it's possible that a lot of women have sold themselves short because of these, like these pressures to like look a certain way Mm -hmm. or be be like a young woman. And so then it's like, well, then you don't get to 
express your your best creative power between 60 and 80 because you don't look hot enough or something. And then there's one more thing I want to say about that is that the idea of like women who have to like change like with surgeries or whatever, like injections and surgeries, like try to change themselves to look younger, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel like sometimes doesn't get the right effect anyway. No. Ooh, I, I, often. I feel like I'm, I'm, I've, I feel like I'm really trying to, to say something about all that for people. Like I'm, I'm just gonna try to be as healthy as I can be. And I'm going to try to be as creative as I can be. And I'm going to try to have as much fun as I can have without hurting anybody. That's all of it right there. Before we hear your first live song, (laughs) which you're going to do a couple live ones here in the studio, can I ask you one more question very much in line with what you were just talking Mm -hmm. about? Mm -hmm. I feel like in the world of entertainment, when you're in front of other people's eyes, that's probably a brighter spotlight than most people experience, right, doing that. But I feel like what you just said about women in particular is kind of universal though like there i mean like whether you're sitting in an office space whether you are a teacher no matter what you're doing i think and again i I, maybe this is low-hanging fruit maybe i'm saying something super obvious but all the things you said about embracing your age and embracing the freedom that experience brings or at least the intelligence and the perspective that experience brings this is not just for entertainers but it's for everybody yeah and it's for it's for the men to uh, get their shit right. To, well, I was going to say to to bring up their daughters or yeah. treat their wives or treat their mothers um, as time goes by, as not dismissing them more and more, but listening to them more and more carefully. And Brian and I both have daughters, <laughs> and I will add <laughs> to that. Mm-hmm. And because I know Brian treats his daughter the way I treat my daughter, and we tell them constantly that they're beautiful and that we love them, and that those daughters also receive that. Mm-hmm. Because that's the other thing that I think is really important, is that a lot of times young women, they don't believe what's being told to them. Because mm-hmm. other people in society have this particular image that they want projected, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, it can be really challenging as a dad when you're looking at your daughter telling her how beautiful, how smart, how funny she is, what incredible taste she has in music, and they look at you like, no, dad, I, I'm not attractive. I, it's heartbreaking because yeah. of what society expects them to be, and it's bullshit. Yeah, you know? amen. And, I, and one more thing is that I know that like it's Valentine's Day, so everybody wants to be loved by other people. Everybody wants to be attractive mm-hmm. to other people, but... Every one of us, men and women, and and people who are interested in people of the same sex, everybody sells themselves short when they're so worried about whether somebody else thinks that the way they look is is appealing. And it's so much better when you when you can look in the mirror and go, "I'm putting on this thing today because <laughs> I love this thing." Yeah. And when I get to the place I'm going, some people are going to go, God, I can't believe she's wearing that. 
And those people, are, they can just deal with what they're wearing. They, yep. can, they can go bleep themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, but, but also, uh, to balance that comment out, <laughs> neither Sean nor I would look nearly as good in red leather shorts as you do. <laughs> uh, and that's not trying to demean you. That's 100% honesty, and everyone in this, noom, yeah. in this room knows it. This coming weekend, right, that's the you and your Americana speech. Cowboy Band are doing it back-to-back shows. Um, a doubleheader. A doubleheader. I heard the guys in my band, I heard them during rehearsal going, you know, it's a double header this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my That's God. That's like I a have radio to... guy yeah, thing. It is, yeah. I thought that was so fun. Well, so she's Courtney's got a, doing a double header. Courtney's got a huge double header coming up this weekend, and we'll run down the details yes. just ahead. But first, you have a guitar strapped on. You are sitting in the room. There are live microphones. Can we please hear a song? I probably loved you more. Then I let on Gratitude and sympathy Make a potent recipe Was I saving you? Were you saving me? Either way We were headed for Misery But what advice would I give? Yeah. Love's a tangled web. <clears throat> Lord, have mercy. Mercy on the lovers who aspire to love everlasting. To love everlasting. Uh huh. Uh huh. I probably loved you more than I care to admit. Cruel games and ugly lies made it all a compromise. But after all this time, still on my mind, on my mind, what we had could have been so Mercy 
lovers who aspire to love everlasting, to love everlasting. You've obviously been crafting what you do oh, for years, <laughs> but let me ask you this: because I mean, you mentioned <laughs> your birthday being yesterday, and you mentioned yes. getting older, yes. that's not always a given that one's talent or voice will stay strong, given the, for lack of a better term, ravages of age. Yeah, right. Do you feel like your voice has ever sounded better than it sounds right now? Because I don't know that I do. Thank you. I. I think that's a weird lucky thing with me. I I do. I mean, some maybe you just have to think that like that your path is your path because um when I was younger, you know, I sang my first song. I was 10 years old. I had written it myself. I played with my guitar in my big church in Chicago. Yeah. It was 1971. It was their very first acoustic service at the Lutheran Church. <laughs> And, um, and my parents were horrified because they weren't, they weren't that kind of people. And my mother kind, said, like the kind where their kids played music kind of people. No. And my mother, okay. my mother actually said, why does my daughter have to be the show off? Oh, nice. That's Some, what they supportive mom. Some kind of rock and roll hussy up they there in front me. of the church. My parents hated me. <clears throat> well, but anyway, I just want to say that, um, all through my life, I've been writing the songs and I've been singing them. But there really have been many years at a time oh. where people were just like, her voice is just too uh, pointed and harsh or too, like, shrill. I was the first soprano and I sing, um, I've done, like, choral music in my yeah. life. Oh, yeah. So I honestly think that I, my my style of vocalizing had to m- literally, like, mellow. Yeah. Like, it really mm-hmm. wasn't that good even though I was singing and writing songs and everything, I just had a really, you know, I had a lot to prove. And I think like me trying to like prove myself came through with my voice in a, in a negative way to people. Oh, cause you were pushing so hard I that maybe so. it was rubbing some people the wrong way. Yeah. But are you happy where it is now? Because that was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel really, I mean, it's, it's very hard to explain to people when they say like, well, what, why are you doing this now? Why didn't you do it when you could but have done you it? You did, better? and why not? Why ever know, stop doing like, it know. if it's working? Yeah, I'm like it's finally working. Having okay. having read your book, mm-hmm, as I did, you. Um, you. when you grow up with parents that don't recognize your talent or ability, that doesn't or mean celebrate that, it or yeah, promote it. It doesn't mean that you don't long for that acceptance or have self doubt and a lot of it along the way. Yeah, uh, to believe that you can actually do what other people say you can do. Yeah, right. So, you know, for me it's been a, you know, I had to I had to crawl out of a very deep hole to get started. Mm-hmm. And crawling out of the hole took until I was 42. Yeah. And then a guy at a, I played at a church and a guy came up to me and said, "Do you have recordings I could buy because I loved did you write those songs that you sang today mm. at the church?" And I said, "Yeah, I wrote them." And he was like, "Do you have recordings I could buy?" And literally it was the first time it ever occurred to me. I said, oh, God, no, uh, no. I oh, could have recorded this. Right. Oh, geez. Burnt and, a CD, something. And that man said, you know what, my, my wife and I just think the world of you, and we'd, we'd like to help you at least, like, you know, 
find a recording place and maybe like record a couple of those songs. And that was the very beginning of my recording career, eight, eight albums ago, 20 years ago. We're going to pick it up right there in just a moment. I want to knock out two sponsors real quick. Our good friends at Smart Start MN, they are the naming sponsors of this studio. They are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. There are other companies who've come along since then because Minnesota was groundbreaking this region, but they were there at the beginning. They're the only locally owned ignition interlock company in town. What does that mean? You drink and drive, you're losing your license. That's a given. You don't get to change any of that and you have no power over that what you do have power over is how you respond in the wake of a situation like that or a good friend of yours family member whatever you can get back in your vehicle you can do it sooner and for less money than you think of and that's where our friends at smart start mn come in yeah go to smartstartmn.com slash the brian oak show that'll get you 20 percent off the installation of the ignition interlock also, our friends at Moxie Wealth Management, what do they do? I mean, I think for a lot of people, like even me, I'm like, I don't have any wealth. But as I look at my portfolio, if you will, I don't have a lot of crypto. I'm going to be honest, Courtney. I'm not real deep on crypto. But I, <laughs> but I have insurance. I have savings. I have enough going on and property that I probably should start thinking about what the next phase looks like. Am I trying to be you know, a, a, a captain of industry? No, that's never going to happen. The wolf you, of Wall Street? No. But you don't have to think that way in order to benefit from a wealth management group like Moxie. Joe and his crew, they've got everybody. They've got real estate people. They've got tax people. they got savings people. They have all the people. It's not that expensive, and it's not a terrible idea, although we're busy with the day-to-day getting kids to, I don't know, church so they can play music <laughs> like Courtney or whoever whatever the case may be boomerang lessons so nice. tai chi whatever the case may be it's it's probably a good idea whether you're thinking about yourself or whether you're thinking about your next generation because a lot of what they do is intergenerational would be to get in touch with moxie at least find out if there's something that could work for you yeah really good time if you're around the ages of uh, the three of us here to stop down and just kind of take a, at least assess like where am i at when could I retire if I'm ever going to be able to retire? What percentage of my Social Security will account for that? Oh dear, uh, you know retirement. That's something that we're looking at right now as You're well. Giving as we me look anxiety at the next, right now. Next You're ten years. Giving so, me anxiety. But that's why you want other people to do it for you. Yeah. So contact uh, Joe and the great people over at Moxie Wealth Management. They've got tax people. They've got all kinds of people that are all under one roof. So you don't have to mess with all of this stuff. MoxieWealthManagement.com. For three years now, um, over three years, people have been asking me, what is your podcast about? I don't have the first fucking idea. So the only thing I can really come up with is good stories, interesting people, right? Like, this is why we sit down and talk. Yes, we get to hear great music, and that's that's an important part of it. But to me, we I mean, you can listen to music at your home if all you want to do is hear great music. If you want to hear stories, if you want to get to know people, this is why what I've done my entire adult life is fascinating. I absolutely love it. And for people who don't know, because you've been on the show before, and I feel like we've talked about it a lot, so I don't want to go down that path too often, but you talked about how your family life was untenable. And in the late 70s, you pulled the ripcord, and you left, and you moved into the northern woods in a (laughs) deserted cabin due to your love of the lyrics and musicality of Bob Dylan. And I know that I'm wildly oversimplifying that, but it would lead on to you becoming dedicated to your craft it would lead to you becoming a published author it would lead to you well let's be honest as of yesterday happy birthday it would lead to you being courtney a journey you couldn't have imagined when you were that young no right it's it's pretty wild i mean 
Well, the the running away didn't seem like, I mean, I really had absolutely no choice. And now I sort of think about like everything that you end up doing in your life, you probably have no choice because you think you have a whole bunch of choices when you're doing something. But the truth is that you're making the very best choice or the one that you can actually follow through on. You're making the one choice you can execute. And so that's why I think of it as being like, it's your path and nobody else can follow your path. I have two things to say about that. One is that sometimes other younger songwriters maybe will say like, can you give me like advice or like, oh, how did you get that gig? I want to do that gig. Things like that. And I'll be like, well, I got that gig because like I've been going to that place now on tour for 20 years Mm -hmm. and I've gotten to know those the owner there and they invited me to come back when I came to their town or, you know, things like that. And like, they can't create that for themselves with the snap of a finger. You Mm -hmm. have to cultivate all these things along your own path. Mm -hmm. And so you really, honestly, you can't do what anybody else is doing. Another thing I want to say about that is that a manager, a music manager in um, New York who managed really famous people. He liked my music about, eight years ago, I would say. And he liked my book had just come up. My book came out five years ago. So it yeah. was like five Which years Which is ago. called? It's called A Girl Called Sydney, The yep. Coldest Place. And it's that she went to the coldest place in America, Tower, Minnesota. Yeah. Crazy person. Where, where do people find it before you finish this story can, about the manager? It's, now it says bestseller on Amazon. Go so on. You can you can go to Courtney Asmine and you'll just see it. Um, you can Google Courtney Asmine. You can go to Amazon and Put in Courtney Asmine, and you can also go to, it's a, it's a real publisher, Gibson House Press. It's not a vanity press. I like to say that because I, I feel proud of that. Because mm-hmm. um, well, big publishers don't pick up a book unless they love it. They, they've yeah. done this a few times. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that, so I'm, I am really proud of the book, and the book is really beautiful. I try to bring it, I, tr- I try to have copies on my merch table, yeah. and then I can sign up for people, too. So sometimes if you come to a show, you can buy it. But you were saying there. about this manager. He loved oh, your so, music. Okay, this guy loved my music, and he loved the book. And so he wanted to talk to me about, like, well, you know, what are you trying to do? And he was frustrated. He was a Jewish New Yorker, and he said, okay, but I read the book. I mean, I love the music. I, I get it. I love you, but I don't understand like, did you not understand that by 1978, like, first of all, Bob Dylan left the Iron Range <laughs> yeah. and you went there. <laughs> yeah. Also, did you not understand that by 1978, Bob was like in Malibu, like Bob was like a rich guy, like, and you're sitting up in this deserted cabin crying over these Bob Dylan recordings <laughs> and he's like a rich guy in Malibu. And like, why did you think that that made any sense? And why didn't you try to get discovered and get famous? And I just want to say that that was the furthest. I didn't even know that I had anything worth discovering. I didn't know that at all. I went there really truly for like the romance of it. Mm-hmm. I went there for like the 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 remote isolation sound of the old Bob Dylan recordings. I went yeah. there to to delve into that i don't know why a person would do that but that's what i was doing but it's what you did do and i'm gonna ask you a question and i'll take any answer you give me i know that it wasn't simple i know that it was difficult many of our young lives are difficult and we throw ourselves into the crucible of trying to figure out 
who the fuck, why the fuck, whatever the fuck, why, and you try to learn. And even if you're driven by another force, I'm going to guess that even if there are little regrets here and there, given the opportunity, you wouldn't change it, right? No, I mean, that story is my legacy now. I That story has colored and framed and shaped what I think about music now. It It has, and it's... It says a lot that the story of me going to a northern Minnesota cabin alone and then the people in the town knowing that I was there alone and then the principal of the school calling me in the office and saying, you know, I'm going to try to help you go to college. And I know this so cool. guy in, in St. Paul, Minnesota, where I'd never been, and I'm going to help you go to an interview there. And me taking the Greyhound bus, he bought the t- the principal bought the ticket. Hmm. And me getting to the St. Paul bus station, I'd never been there in my life, and then walking with a piece of paper that said McAllister College, (laughs) Roger Blakely, the head of the English department, and then having to walk back to the St. Paul bus station to get back on the bus to take the, the bus back up again before nightfall. And me doing those things just because there was no better thing to do that day. There's no, <laughs> there was no better choice at any given moment. That's the way I look at it. And I recently I was telling some fans that I just remember the pancake mix was the kind that all you had to add was water. <laughs> and that's all I had. There were sometimes the butter was all gone. Yeah. Good old dry was, pancakes. It was the pancake pancakes. that you could do with the water. And the pipes were frozen. There was no yeah. toilet. There was no water running so water. So were you melting snow? Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm sorry if you don't mind my and asking as a brief aside. Old. You're 18. Pipes are frozen. Toilet's not working. You're just going outside. I I I ended up using this little tin bucket, like a chamber pot. And I yeah, and I would like throw it out into this one little area in the woods. And I got in trouble <laughs> when the relatives came in the spring. Yeah, they were like, yeah. and I was like. Really, on top of everything else, you're going to get mad at me <laughs> yeah. for how I manage. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, Come on. it's the whole story is bizarre and it's like you don't really it's it must be like people who have lived through. I don't know. The hardest, strangest things but, but, is that you can't believe you did it and you did. That's you know? being young. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I mean, like singular, yeah. unique, bizarre experiences. These are the things that help define us and help set us on our path. We've gone too long without a song. A okay. No, no, no. I'm not trying to show you that. <laughs> I could do this all day. I could, we could talk about this for hours and hours, but I want to make sure we make get plenty of info in on your upcoming gigs. But also, I feel like it's important that people understand Courtney Yasmine is a really important Minnesota musical voice because she's taken this wildly unique path and she's never given up. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not trying to, you know, just be friendly or shine a light on you because you're sitting in front of me right now. I don't know that your voice has ever sounded better than that last song I heard. That's good. See if you can do it again. <laughs> Come on, God. here we go. <laughs> the pressure's on. Okay, so this song I don't play very often, but it's a new song from my most recent album. And I just thought that it's perfect because it's raining today and it's Valentine's Day. Praying for salvation, praying for a new way, looking for a silver lining on this rainy morning. Like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, we've been heading different ways instead. Wish I was in your arms right now, can't remember 
which side used to be mine Say you'll come back around Say you'll come back around I was looking to the east When you were mired in the Midwest I was looking to the west When you were packing up and heading south Meet me in the middle, babe I can't believe this mess we made Always there to remind me Love is never easy Say you'll come back around And I'll love you right back around True love is never easy Say you believe Love will come back Love will come back around This morning rain reminds me of the day Back when we used to stay Wrapped up in the nest we made Thunder doesn't rumble around here no more Steady drops on a window pane You can put the stars back in the sky By the way you love me Say you'll come back around And I'll love you right back around True love is never easy Say you believe Love will come back around And I'll love you right back around True love, true love, true love, love will come back around. Yesterday on Facebook, on her birthday, hmm. Courtney Yasmine wrote on Facebook, what I really want for my birthday is to raise enough money to buy my band plane tickets to Europe. I would love to play shows for our friends and fans who haven't seen us in three years. Before the pandemic, I brought my band to Europe 14 times in 10 years. If anyone would like to donate, here's my Venmo account and write the Send the Band to Europe. Thank you. It is the Courtney Yasmine Venmo account, um, which I imagine they can find on Venmo just by yes. plugging your name in. Yes. See, I promote that because that's the sort of thing, like if you're like, I want to buy a dune buggy, like, you know, you can... <laughs> You can you can save enough enough money yeah. to buy a doom buggy, but you bringing what you do and the vibe you bring and the talent that you bring along with you, I feel like that's worth promoting. You got a couple shows coming up this weekend, and we will talk about them before we say goodbye. When you talked about your latest album, where are we at on the album track, the songwriting track, the the Courtney creative music track? What's the most recent part of the arc look like, and the near future part of the arc look like? Um, the Red Roses and Cowgirl Dreams album that was sort of like the pandemic escapism fantasy album that's kind of kind of country western has been really doing well and my fans in Europe haven't haven't been able to hear that live yet. Right. Um and it's been really working out to play with a full band, a fiddle player um and really make it <clears throat> really really fun. Uh four part harmonies really great. So the that album's been out for a year and a half. 
um, what I'm writing right now is un- unflinching and more. In um, what way, if you don't mind my asking? I, I always hate interrupting, but it's un- unflinching. unflinching. Unflinching is not a small word. Yeah. Like unflinching about what? Um, about, I, I just don't, I don't want to. I love playing the the Red Roses and Cowgirl Dream stuff. I love mm-hmm. playing the songs I just played for you. Um, but I don't think that I should die not having said some really unflinching truths about <clears throat> being me. And I guess I I I I guess I don't care I guess I don't care how much entertainment value that has for other people. <laughs> But I think actually it has a lot of compelling entertainment value in the sense that I think it's a way to really connect with people. And I really do think that um, some of the things that I can talk about, you you have to be my age and you and otherwise you you have no fucking idea. Can I be? close to your age or do i have to actually be your age because i'm right behind you i'm right effing behind you yeah i just think i just think that it would be doing a public service to i i don't think that my nice songs i wrote to pander to other people's ideas about who i was going to be i wanted to write those songs i love those songs every song i play i if i don't if i don't love it i don't play it but um but i think it's important for people to hear a female voice say the ugly things and i'm i'm really digging deep every day at home i try to get closer and closer to those lyrics and it's like you have to just like cut down tighter and tighter like to the bone you know to get and i'm hoping to do i'm hoping to put an album out that has that kind of stuff I keep thinking about like Bruce Springsteen Nebraska album or something like where it's just going to be like acoustic, pretty raw, just totally raw. And it's going to be words that I want people to like cringe. I want you to fucking cringe. And I'm not sure if I can get there and I'm not sure if I'll be able to do it, but that's my goal. Do you feel like you've been holding something back this whole time or do you feel like the timing is right right now to yeah, I don't think this. I could do it. I just couldn't okay. be that honest. I didn't understand what I really felt inside. Yeah. I didn't understand what I really think. I barely understand what I think now. It's really hard to understand. <laughs> Join the club. It's hard to understand what you what you are experiencing in yeah, life. Yeah. And so I'm I just hope that I can just get I would like to try to just get to a new level of bearing what I've experienced and what I think about it all and i think that that could be really beneficial to other people and meaningful and and cool honestly i think it could be actually kind of like a badass cool thing too. right there like so yeah the, the anybody who's followed you whether it's the last two years the last 20 years mm-hmm. the arc of your story matters and again as we discussed earlier one of the coolest things about getting older is giving uh, having less concern for impact or what other people think, but knowing it's something you have to say. It's someone you have to be. It's something you have to get off your chest. It's something that you, if if you're true to yourself as an artist, you have to express it. I'm excited. I cannot wait to hear Thank your you, wildly too. offensive, dark, dangerous record that you're apparently getting ready to put out. Well, there's a whole bunch of it on this phone in like snippets. So I'm doing it. It's okay. happening. It's not like I'm just talking. I want to yeah. just say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I have like, you know, I have a lot of it, I think, 
coming together. So we'll see. I don't know if I can do it or not either. I think you can do you it. Can. And I, I, I 100% yeah. encourage you to do it because then when you do yep. and you've burnt, you like, scorched earth policy and you burnt the wasteland behind right? you then you can come on this podcast and tell us how you and did then it. it's going to be a lot of black eyeliner okay so be prepared for that You're i feel up. that it's black i eyeliner. think we're ready brian okay. you ready you I'm already ready. you already have right. fishnets and red leather <laughs> right. shorts on i don't feel like black eyeliner is that big a step <laughs> okay, good. that okay. big a step before we bid, bid a fond farewell to our good friend courtney i do want to thank sean congratulations <laughs> thank on you. your sean, congratulations. platinum circle award that's wonderful also thank you i and uh, again always appreciative to our friends at smart start mn and our friends at moxie wealth management moxiewealthmanagement.com uh, the good people at audio equip without whom we wouldn't have the equipment that i don't know i mean like again podcasts there's literally like i believe last count over nine hundred thousand of them available on all the major streaming platforms which means there's probably three million of them most of them sound like trash. Nothing personal, fellas or ladies, but real equipment and real support makes a huge difference in the kind of quality that you're able to provide. Not only that, but real guests like Courtney, Courtney Yasmine um, also help provide that. So I'm just, I'm really appreciative. Our Patreon supporters, we will be working on a yep. springtime Patreon show in the not too distant future. I always am like, oh man, I just want to go home and lay down. And then every single time I step into this room, every single time, I'm always like, God, we could talk for another three hours. <laughs> we could talk for another three hours. Yay. Oh, getting old is weird, isn't it, Courtney? We love having you here, Courtney. Thank, <laughs> Thank you so you much guys. for swinging by. Thank you. This coming has been a lot here. to me, and this is a real, it's a real positive thing for me to come. I'm, well, I'm glad that you came, despite mm-hmm. the fact that you're, your guitar, your nice red, you got a red guitar strap, a red guitar. Sean's wearing a nice red sweater. Yeah. Yeah. And you walked in out in the rain with that guitar. Are you worried that it's going to like No, this bend is a really crappy a... guitar. I know, I'm not going to put it down, but this is a real piece of crap. So it doesn't matter at all. It did a good job today. It did a it, really good job. It's a real piece of crap. So okay. it doesn't matter. Well, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Courtney and her Americana Cowboy Band, the 331 Club, this coming Friday from 945 to 1115 mm-hmm. with three female-fronted Americana bands. Mm-hmm. Courtney and her Americana Cowboy Band, the following night at the Astor. It's a, what is it? Not a double feature. It's a... Double header. Double header. It's double a double header, header weekend. It's, it's Friday night and the Saturday night. But Saturday night is all my band and no other artists. So that's a really, uh, like a relaxing, longer concert. It'll be really fun. Night one, she shares the stage with others at the 331. Exactly. Night two, everyone else can fuck off. Exactly. It's Courtney and her Americana cowboy band at the Astro yes. Cafe all fucking night. Yeah. So let me ask no you this. No opener, no closer, no tweener. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, did, did no one explain to you this was Courtney's night? Okay, <laughs> yeah. very good. Um, when you talk about the music you're working on right now before we get into our final song and let you go. Yeah. I know these things are amorphous. I know these things are impossible to put an actual definition on until someone's like, it's coming on Thursday. When do you think your fans are going to have access to this new music that you're working on? It can't be later than take a whole year from right now. It can't be longer than that. Why? Because I got like, I got like my own internal clock, you okay. know, and I it starts getting louder I've and louder always, and clicking in the back yeah, of your head. And I, I, I start to not like the shows oh. because I don't have songs that say what I want to say right this minute. And that's happened to me every, with every album, with every album I've been like, all right, I have to have an album now that says how I feel now. 
I it, feel it, really different from how I felt a year and a half ago or two years ago. Samesies, by the way. But well, so, will you then on these upcoming gigs this weekend? Will any of this new stuff that you're still sort of crafting? No, or, no possible nothing yet. way. No, why not? Because it's because I got to get ready. Okay, okay. I got to get my black eyeliner going. See, but this, this I got to get the reason I, I asked that get, question. I like to shift. know where your head's at. I like no, to know where musicians' heads are at. It's a real shift. So I mean, you're going goth on this next record. Yeah, it's gonna be like goth. I'm kind of excited about goth, it, actually. I think it's like goth folk or something, and it's gonna be dark and it's gonna be stripped down, but it might be all on electric guitar. So, like Emmylou Harris, if she was on ketamine. <laughs> I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> Maybe. I was screwing around. I don't have any idea. I have, I have no idea. Well, I look forward to seeing what the evolution will be. Yeah. I'm sorry the fans will have to wait, but if they want to know more, what's ground zero for finding out who you are and what you're up to? You got to go to CourtneyYasmine.com. And from there, you can go to my Patreon page. Um, and I do a daily blog. I write every single morning. And um, and it ain't pretty. Mm. And uh, what is? you'll know too much. If you if you sign up for that, you will know too much. Is that so, a possibility? Yeah. So, so is, it, is it just you talking? Do you ever play? Do you I ever like bring you. out ideas? Yeah, I do. Sometimes I, I post a whole song that I just wrote so that morning on my phone. Me, on your Patreon page, people mm-hmm. are likely going to get the music on your forthcoming Darksider record yeah. before it actually becomes a final product. They already have. Like some mornings it's just the brand new lyrics I wrote that morning or something like that. I'm heading into the spring and I can, I, I'm actually heading into a new Darksider phase of my own <laughs> life. So I intend to become a regular visitor you to can, your Patreon yeah, page. Man. Yeah. Just because you have an interesting name, I'm going to go ahead and spell it. It's C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-Y-A-S-M-I-N-E-H.com. Thank you. If you want to, if you don't, you. didn't get that the first time, just back up your podcast and you'll get it. Thank exactly. You. Or just look at the link that you clicked on to get here where we'll have it properly spelled, provided Sean doesn't screw that up. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you both in a weird, non-romantic way. Like, I don't really want to kiss either of you. um, But I enjoy doing things like this. So thank you very much. I hope you have a good Valentine's Day. And I'm excited to see what this next year brings for you. Don't make me wait a whole damn year for your Dark Sider record. It's going to take a year. I'm I'm thinking September, but I'm not going to promise that. Oh, perfect. Right before October? (laughs) Right. Like, dark, dark, lacy. Right? Um, Stevie Nicks, but like darker. Yeah, you're gonna have to well, change your hair meaner. color. That's for damn. Stevie's sure. not mean. I, I'm my stuff's gonna be meaner than meaner, meaner, a lot meaner. <laughs> I can't tell there you might how be some that. names. I, Are there gonna I, be names of men I, in this I, one? I don't know, man. But I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm suddenly more compelled than I was before we sat yes. down to hear this new record. All right, we're gonna wrap things up. Your affini- affinity and affiliation and adoration and inspiration mm-hmm. provided by one Bob Dylan is well documented. In fact, you wrote a book about it. But you're not alone. I mean, literally millions of people felt that draw, felt that allure, Mm -hmm. but not quite as many of them moved out into the middle of nowhere and pooped in a bucket uh, (laughs) in order to express their muse, which again, and I say, I say that with the most respect because there are certain people who lean into their dreams hard enough that it's exciting to watch them fulfill their dreams and that's one of them right here. And so here's you covering um, one Bob Dylan. Tell me why this song. Because it's about me and because it has a horse in the last verse and that's why. 
Our conversation was short and sweet. You nearly swept me off of my feet, and I'm back in the rain. Like a car. 